Fighting might be easier from outside the cage, but then all of a sudden someone grabs you by the scruff of the neck, throws you through the cage, back into it. I've watched way too much WrestleMania, which is only half of WrestleMania. That's how long it is. It's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, the wrestling enthusiast, the architect of WWE BJJ Week, a worldwide phenomenon, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Good. Which podcast is this? Don't know. Don't care. Have an agenda. Okay. You've seen it in the Skype chat. Okay. We have a lot to talk about. Thankfully, you were watching stuff, but (sighs) most pressing is WrestleMania. Yes. Ronda Rousey's getting her ass kicked by a Irish person, which feels Mm -hmm. painful. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I just expected if she was going to get beat, it would be by a huge person. And I don't know, just someone maybe a little bit more skilled in the way of those hip toss counters, but loved gotcha. every second of it. I don't want to get to that yet. Okay. You have been releasing videos for WWE BJJ Week for a few years now. Mm. This is the first time I remember it going international. Yes, uh, I think it has been international before, but this is really when it felt embarrassingly international well, where I was, I was going with like orgy rules where it's like if it's just two people, it's normal <laughs> right. it's three. It's a three. It was the same with country. So if it's like just England, I was like a bi country thing. If there's three countries like Trey menage a country. You get it. I was more so confused because. I don't necessarily require these people to tell me where they're from. I just kind of like look and see where our DMs are and a bulk of which are people who have been in contact with me through part of the year. So one of my favorite things, Kev, and I, I told you this off air, no matter how early I tell people, hey guys, it's WWE BJJ week in two months, maybe start working on it. Everybody's brain goes dumb and goes, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm going to start working on a move. I immediately offer because I know what that means. I've done enough group projects in my life with different people. So I offer. I say, hey, do you need help with a move? I can come up with one. I've got 10 in mind. I've got one in particular for you. Without fail, they're always like, nah, Raph, I'm pretty sure I can figure it out. And I'm like, dude, use your creativity. Do your thing. Two days before the end of the submissions. Raph, did you have a move for me? Because I can't come up with one. Yeah, I can shoot an idea and send it to you (laughs) so a lot of the times i'm pretty aware of the videos we're gonna get this year we had a bunch that i didn't know were in the making so then it just became like oh that's a nice surprise and then when you have the people who are like hi ref i'm from germany here you go and then you look at it and then you say well i don't know what to expect here are they gonna speak english what are they gonna do oh my god They've done bad Japanese dub and sound effects. This is amazing. And then I start to get worried because we're the main event, myself and Milton. But then I start to think, like, are we putting out something as good as these guys are? Because we have to be the main event and justify our spot. So then I, you know, like, I pass these on to my friends. I get notes from people. And a lot of the credit always is thrown my way. But, I mean, if I'm being honest, guys. 
holy shit, these guys are crushing it. it a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot, if not all. The true uh, credit should go to you guys who are making these things because they're phenomenal. And they are. So just the Germans, we've like so, so good at these videos. I wasn't prepared for parkour. So the yeah. sheer amount of volume that I've seen is fantastic. I'm yes. just impressed by two things. One, mm. if you can make me think you're actually showing me a technique at some mm-hmm. point, I'm in. I love yeah. that hook. Two, love the surprise hits from out of nowhere. Yes. Surprised how many people used a chair. <laughs> <laughs> surprised to see good friend Jevons out mm-hmm. there doing just so many different ones. And you also do a good job of resharing some of the old ones intermixed in just as like friends are evolving. Had a blast this week seeing those videos. So just throughout the week, I felt a nice lift. And I encourage you, if you don't know what we're talking about, to head on over to our Facebook and just start scrolling. You're going to see a lot of WWE BJJ videos. Raph releases them. You can always find them at the hashtag WWE BJJ Week, WWE BJJ. There are enough to fill an afternoon if you're bored at work. There's also a playlist on Facebook, so you guys can see it for yourselves. Um, We're also – they're all on the hashtag on Instagram. You can check them out there. Um, I was thinking of this. I'll I'll just shoot it your way now. Let's just kind of like workshop this since we're on air and we don't have time for an actual meeting. Should I just group them all together in one giant supercut for YouTube or should I do them individually? Oh. I guess you are kind of asking hypothetically, but I'm like, I don't, I kind of, a big smash cut would be cool. Mm. I don't know if one's easier or the other. They're already kind of in that cut up version. So you're kind of good there. I I just, I don't know guys. So we're doing that, but I want to say this. Um, We got about 25 submissions that were in for the, um, I guess the contest this year. So what we're going to do, I don't know if it's going to be up at time, we're done here because you'll see why I don't have my full wits about me momentarily when we get into the events that were happening over the weekend. But uh, hopefully by the time you hear this on our website, you will be able to go and vote for the winners. And uh, Kevin and I are going to vote ourselves on a couple of them, but we're going to give out some prizes uh, from our good friends over at fire grub meal prep, Luda gear and dodgy collective. So keep eyes and ears to the ground. I'm very excited to give you guys something back, especially those of you who just went out of the way. So um, you can go check out more information about that over at verbaltapcast.com. We hope that you guys come in and really, like, honestly, go vote. I know we say that every four years or so, but you don't go vote for that one. Vote for what really matters. WWE BJJ. And you can find that at verbaltapcast.com. I appreciate the subtle dig on voting, mm-hmm. but go give the people what they want. Some WWE BJJ week. And while you're giving the people what they want, I just want to take a quick shout out to remember that special someone in your life. And if it's you treat yourself, head on over to NorthSouthJujitsu.com. Treat yourself. Treat yo most intimate parts. Which doesn't go as quickly, but what's under your gi is the question. You can shop men, you can shop women. Five stars on Amazon, five stars on Facebook. 
please go understand what the rest of us understand. And treat by yourself. rest of us, I mean Rafael Lovato Jr., who treats himself, to NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Raph, we got to talk mm. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. We do. Huge, huge event. The biggest, right? Is this the biggest thing they have? Like, is this the biggest of the wrestling yes, things they this do? Is, this is their Super Bowl, yes. Okay. I have multiple things to ask you about. I'm going to okay. start with, I'm going to, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to put the open mic I saw mm-hmm. towards the primary spot when the guy from Blockers came out and did some fantastic sophomore in college beat poetry mm-hmm. john what's his wrestling name it's john cena but what's his wrestling name like he has he seems like he has an act that's pretty thuggish well okay normally <laughs> he's known <laughs> Sorry, as I... john cena however yesterday he made an appearance as the doctor of thugonomics um okay and when he was a wrestler, was he a master's degree in thugonomics? Have we known him throughout his educational career in thugonomics, or is he... Pretty sure by the time we saw him, he was a professional, because he had to work his way through mastery school for thuggetry. Kev, what uh, you're talking about <laughs> is... This is my favorite, your justification. That's a lot of competitive speech. That was uh, nice, right? Keep going. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> It's oh, okay, but he that. came on after someone did a 90s video with himself playing yes. other instruments that looked like a dating video. He also looked like a country musician, but he played a little bit of blues. He played the strums via video. And then, like, I'm talking massive amounts of time was dedicated to this where he's yes. like, stand up and take a bow. And he's obviously just talking to a video record. It's like, we know what a video is. You asshole. Like we're not impressed by the fact that you know enough timing to get yourself to somewhat bow in unison. But Kev, you're, you're talking about Elias, AKA walk with you. Elias. Okay. So Thank Elias, you. does he is... always take 20 minutes to share his art before the yes. match? Because I think what he does is I think he stalls so that people can do whatever they need to do in between uh, the matches. It's so that they can reset the ring or they can get the next setup going. Because there's a big problem that happens. All these guys are supposed to be in big matches. So it used to just be one main event. But now they have like multiple main events that they just kind of scatter throughout. And nobody, Kevin, when you talk about spacing wants to go after a match that's red hot, a.k.a. Kofi Mania was yesterday. And that's Kofi Kingston. They built up an entire storyline where he just had a Rocky storyline where they said, man, he's going to main event WrestleMania. And people are getting behind him. The fans just loved him. But they had to put him up against all odds. And as a result of it, that crowd was red hot for his match. And then they were sleepy because, you know, I mean, it was late at night. So that just meant that everybody else who was going to go after that match was going to have a tough spot to fill. If you had told me over under this event is going to be three Titanics, three viewings of the Leo DiCaprio Titanic. Yes. (laughs) The other Titanic. I would have taken not just not just in reference to the ship. I don't know how long the actual journey was. It might have been shorter than this event, Raph. For yeah. F's sake, 
I went into this not knowing how to speak Spanish, and I came out not knowing how. But I felt like had I dedicated the nine hours of WrestleMania, which I watched purely because of you and WWE BJJ Week's inspiration. That's something in the lost tapes that I want to bring back and point out. You asked as a professional journalist, and our recording software stopped right before you. <laughs> so we had to reboot and give this another try. I watched purely because I was like, what's this fuss about? And I wanted to see what was going on with Rhonda. Okay. Which I, <laughs> I'm not closer to understanding. Yeah. But I'm just glad she's still not doing the movie Mile 22, the sequel, that piece mm-hmm. of garbage. Have you seen Mile 22? No, because it's, it has Mark Wahlberg in it, and I won't. That's why you should. Oh, no, my God. I, this is offensive. And I would challenge. I know we had a fan that posted something particularly spiritual about Marky Mark. Watch that movie and look me in the eye and tell me you're proud to be a Mark Wahlberg fan. Okay. It <laughs> is brutal. I think they were like, John Malkovich is in it. It's like, how bad could it be? Because that's what I felt. But thankfully, I watched it on a plane. Can you Chuck understand, Portland. though, that when they say Ronda Rousey, who's new to acting, much like she is to you know professional great, wrestling. Great and fast in the Furious 7. Honestly, the names don't matter. Six? Fast 7, as I believe the one she was in. But they don't matter until they get into space. If they don't go to space, that whole franchise is invalid. But that's for another podcast, Kevin. I will tell you this. It looked like the blind leading the blind when they said, well, Mark Wahlberg is going to be in a movie with Ronda Rousey. And I go, oh, no. No, that's a terrible idea all around. Nope, I veto. I'm out. He loves her. It's that Boston yeah. scene, and they're just big yeah. into UFC. Yeah, he is. He's you know a shareholder, but as we learned, don't talk about him. One of our fans has all the facts. Anyway, Kev. But has she seen Mile Twenty Two? You. What it's I can't answer is any question movie. you might have in pertaining to WrestleMania. Yeah, okay. let's get back to uh, people are screaming at the podcast. They're so like, focus, Kevin. My <laughs> uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania had so many commercials and yes. talking breaks. It had a, several good matches. I'm going to let you explain that Triple H isn't retired. Mm hmm. That he was fighting in a no-holds-barred match. Yes. Quick, you know, quick shout-out to them. Not one weapon used, despite our gun culture. They really kept it to just metal steps and tools that they found hidden inside metal steps, which is just another... I did enjoy during the Rousey fight, which we haven't gotten to, the table being out there like it was set up for some sort of Baptist church cookout. And it was like, oh, by the way, we forgot to throw someone through that. The acrobatics, the jujitsu moves, the grappling. Mm-hmm. Raph, I will say I was impressed. But Good. Triple H not retired, kind of doing a Bellator thing? What's what's Okay. Booker T was announcing. They're the same era. Like what's going yeah. on? I would say this. Um how do I put this nicely? Okay. So Kev. A few things. Number one, Batista went out and, against all odds, became this giant movie star. 
if you had asked me 10 years ago if the guy who was known as kind of the second or third best member of Evolution was going to steal the movie Infinity War, I would have laughed in your face. But this dude really committed. And I swear to you, in the Guardians movies and in Infinity War, he's amazing. And props to him, man. I mean, he could have just been a James Bond henchman the entire time, and that would have been a high mark as well. But he's putting out some really, really good stuff, and I'm very proud of him. However, I think he always felt like, man, I owe it to the fans. It'd be great to go out with a good match. Who can you pair me up with? And you say, well, Triple H. And you go, yeah, I mean, why not? I guess. Sure. And they go, well, Triple H, his career is on the line. And I was like, well, no, it's not. But, okay, what story are you going to That was their selling point. Yes, that he was just definitely not gonna he was gonna have to retire if he lost this match it's like i mean he's kind of running that risk either way yeah i just feel it like this though which is (sighs) if you look at this though kev and you're really just watching and trying to enjoy it You know that now Triple H has inherited the McMahon family. Someone has to go out there and be Vince McMahon, a.k.a. let the fans see them get beat up, who looks like they run the company, uh, so that you send them home happy. And uh, Triple H has lost a whole bunch at WrestleMania, but it's especially now to make other people look good. With Batista, it's like, yeah, dude, sounds like a good stipulation, except for the fact that somebody needs to keep getting beat up. And Triple H is definitely a part-timer now, but they need to use him. So guess what, Kev? They do a match that was... Yeah, I mean, nobody really did, because most people fell asleep during that one. That was not a great match, and I'll tell you why. Um... Triple H is definitely putting on these uh, matches for an organization called NXT, which is like the younger kids, the developmental division. They're and minor if you ask leagues. Me, They're G League. But here's what you need to know. Those shows, while you still have the network, go watch those. Because there was another thing called NXT TakeOver that happened over the weekend. I kid you not, Kev. That was done in three hours and everything was fire. The only difference is WrestleMania is a spectacle. It's meant for everybody, which is why you see Joan Jett, which is why you see open mics. Joan Jett, why, by the way, thank you for which, mentioning. Which, by the way, for Joan Jett, I don't think they explained to her the heat that Ronda has was the reason why they were booing. Because she just really looked really sweet at the end and is like, hey, guys, are you? booing me it's 12 30 at night you can go fuck yourselves i'm joe jet so, i'm better anyway. than this i yeah. expected to be lauded for this thought i might get on the youtube so again there's a lot of external things that are hard to take in so triple h putting together a match that's very it's supposed to be psychological it was very slow both these guys look like do i have to go through this table for sure slow and at the very end of it, you just kind of get somebody going, I guess, okay, Triple H won, good job. And swerve, Kevin, it wasn't Triple H's career that was on the line. Now Batista says he is officially done with wrestling. Ha ha, take that, Marks. <laughs> and tr- Batista won. 
No, he lost. He lost. He lost. Yeah. Technically. But it just makes the stipulation like, why don't you say Batista's career on the line? Nah, that won't work. We're like, we, we know just, he's just showing up for like a day. We he's don't fine. Believe it. So we, we were like, yeah. So that's where you have that match. But Kev, let's talk a little bit about this. Were you excited and sad for Kurt Angle's last match? I did watch this. There was a lot okay. of talk about him, his gold medal. Yes. And he lost to Oversized Pitbull. What was his nickname? His name is Baron Corbin. And they were really hoping it would be John Cena because they did have some fun matches together. But, of course, Doctor of Thugonomics was booked earlier in the night, so John Cena was unavailable. As a result of that, though, Kurt Angle was doing what you're supposed to do in the biz, which is for your last match, you're supposed to put the new guy over. You're not supposed to win when it's your last match. So... A lot of people didn't want him to wrestle that guy. They're like, sure, put somebody forward, put together a new talent, and make them front and center. Just not this guy, because it seems really annoying. But Kurt Angle, he went through with it, and it was pretty nice. So you got that going on. Now, you have questions about the main event, and I think I have answers to most everything you want to know. But you were talking to me in particular about the grappling of it. So hit me with your questions, please. There was a modified triangle as shouted Mm -hmm. out by the broadcast. Unbelievable moment in grappling history. And you can see a lot of these similar moves again, WWE BJJ Week. This was Ronda Rousey, and this is definitely how triangles work had her legs around two people's neck with their heads together. They picked her up, and this is where I'll give you some ratings on my performance with Ronda Rousey. She's fun, but she's like looking at the crowd like, oh, I'm in trouble. Don't ever remember (laughs) her doing that. I've only ever seen her in the context of like, this is a real fight. I need to fuck this person up. Fuck this bitch is normally the look in her face. Yeah, sure. Correct. So to see her being like, "Uh, ah! And then getting slammed down and losing the diamond choke. It was an adjustment, but I thought she did great. You, um, why? Okay. There was three people in this fight in total. I guess we'll get to who won. I always thought the person that arrived in the helicopter won. Wrong. Mm, Nope. Spoiler alert. Um, the person from that Angelina Jolie movie, she looked like a princess. (laughs) of evil Mm -hmm. girl who fought ronda rousey you're talking about not charlotte flair aka rick flair's daughter you're talking about the other one which is becky lynch who if you're looking for a mathematical equation is stone cold times conor mcgregor equals becky lynch well i'm gonna go ahead and nod my head like i knew that that was rick flair's daughter which is who i think i was talking about who came in looking like a she came in the helicopter with the fireworks Yes, and unbelievable. Just so you know, that's that's Ric Flair's her. daughter? That's Ric Flair's daughter. And that was a nod to Ric Flair's entrance like 30 years ago cool. uh, at a wrestling event. Well, it did feel weird, and especially when we're looking at how late it was at night where I was like, could we – like I believe she was in a helicopter. Okay. Can she get there faster? Because this is all pre-tape. Didn't know that at all. <laughs> so, uh, I, wait. She didn't, uh, that was, god damn, I'm so new to this. I didn't know that was pre-tape. I was like, cool entrance. She came in like the Yankees closer. Well, because think about it like this, Kev. We were joking at our viewing party here, which is, yeah, sure, okay, she landed 
at that moment for the match, which is kind of like saying, um, why would you just like, why wouldn't you arrive like earlier? What's a helicopter like, wrap? Like, plus what's your warm up routine look like? You get a warm up in the helicopter? No, fucking hurry up and get here. Also, she's got to walk her way from wherever the launch the launch pad is or the the actual landing area is to there. So she's got to go through security and be like, "Ugh, I'm wearing a belt. I'm sorry." So, all of these things and more, she walks her way through and it's a very slow process. Joan Jett performs, then you got Ronda Rousey. You talk about a triangle. My favorite moment of the whole match, and there's many, is the fact that uh, Ronda Rousey was trying to do a double triangle while using the ropes. And then Becky Lynch realized at one point, like, oh, shit, I'm not in the triangle, so I'm not getting choked. And then just kind of, like, twirled away from the scene as to be like, oh, shit, run away. And I laughed out loud just amazingly. Why these three people? I'm pretty sure is what you're thinking. Here's why. Well, it was originally and why to, three yes. people. Like yes, th- yes, there was no you. rules about how many people could be fighting each other or for how long. And I was just like, wait. Right, so the mono a mono thing, World Wrestling's like, nope. <laughs> That's well, not how we see it. Okay. Well, here, think about it in these terms. Ronda Rousey made her debut just last year. Okay. So that's good. And the fact that she's already headlining a WrestleMania, let alone the first females to headline WrestleMania, which seems like it would have never happened ages ago. She made it happen with her celebrity. So she's a crucial part of this formula. However, it seemed like about a year ago they were going to try and build to Charlotte, a.k.a. a very gifted athlete, person who has great in-work in the ring. It seemed like why not put the two of them together? Well, sometimes your best laid plans can go to waste because that whole time that Ronda was building her career and people were starting to turn on her because they enjoyed her for like two months and they're like, ah, fuck you. But as they were starting to turn on Ronda, the crowd got behind Becky Lynch, a.k.a. New Stone Cold times Conor McGregor for those reasons exactly. She's great on Twitter. She makes fun of everybody. She's got a persona where she calls herself the man. Like, it just works. She's good at what she does. So then it became like, well, who do we put in here? Is it going to be Rhonda versus Becky? And they realized, oh, shit, we need somebody to do all the work. Um, How about we put Charlotte in this match? And then let's just see what happens. So everybody had to carry it. You had Becky carrying the hype. Charlotte supposedly carrying the in-ring work and Rhonda making the celebrity interest for everybody to want to see it. That's why you have three people. They would have loved to have done two people. And in fact, they're pretty pissed, I'm sure, to be like, oh, fuck. Fine. There were 19 people, it felt like, in the cage during a tag team match that I can't even... Mm -hmm. It was hard to identify. It was like, thank God for matching uniforms. Otherwise, I am in some serious trouble here. Yes. I could have used some graphics that were like, these two are still (laughs) together. There was no shortage of action in the ladies' match. But then uh, Becky Lynch, I guess it was a surprise she won. Okay, so she was supposed to win. Okay, now the match as a whole, this is all reportedly, what the fuck do I know? But the match as a whole, was a little clunky. That's fine. I get it. It was a whole new day to them. They spent 19 hours there at the venue. I'm pretty sure everybody was sleepy. And that will help to explain why I think we got the result we did. 
They should so do cool. two audiences. It's like for a super cheap ticket, you can come watch the first three oh, and a half that's hours. Great. It's like the dress rehearsal for SNL. For an a less cheap ticket, you can come watch the actual show. That's great. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pass that by to some people because that's actually kind of genius, Cap. Good work there. So okay, the finish that they had yesterday was. Becky Lynch goes for a crucifix on Ronda. She was supposed to let go. However, it looked like Ronda's shoulders had already come up. The ref just counts. Why would the ref just count anyway? I don't know. So it was very confusing. Like, did they plan that spot? Because it's a very high-risk spot to do in terms of, is it actually going to happen? Are they really going to be able to carry it out? Ronda so new that Something so risky seems like a weird way to end a match, especially where there was no momentum. And there was a table that got brought up. And a table is like a gun in any Shakespeare play theory, if you would, which is you don't introduce a gun without shooting it in a movie. So when the table was just kind of like dented and not really gone through, you're like, oh, this is going awry. And I just think they want to go home. They did seem to keep running into the table. I did think that. I was like, okay, well, the table's... Table still supposed to be there. Whenever you have a table and they just didn't go through, you go well. Like any good performer, you go the show must go on, so you continue performing. Yeah, okay. So then you get the crucifix pin. Ronda's very pissed because I believe this was what was reported that the planned finish was going to be that Becky was going to tap out Charlotte and win via that way. That way, Ronda doesn't get booked weak. In this one, Ronda got booked. Uh, a little like she got pinned. So according to this ref who definitely still pinned her and I, I attribute it to being deprived of sleep because he was so tired at 1230 in the goddamn morning that he was just like, was your shoulder? I'm so tired. Let's go home. <laughs> That's uh, how I felt around but hour six. And I did. Go here's, home. I was like, here's some oh, good news though. Kev. Think about it like this. That's a happy accident for them because even though Ronda got booked to lose in that way, just on the fly, in the ring, they called it in the ring, now she's going to be able to come back if she does come back, but when she does come back, and say, I was never pinned. That referee's an idiot. Everybody wins. Becky wins that night. Charlotte did what she needed to do to help everybody get by. And Ronda has a legitimate claim, which is that she never fully was pinned by accident. If it was an accident, it's actually one that helps perpetuate the story. In a weird kind of way, it all worked out, Kev. Well, that's exactly how I saw it, obviously, also. Just well, here's the issue, though. That's not the way the universe saw it. The WWE universe was very angry at being like, Ronda can't be trusted for shit. Uh, Becky, uh, and this ref, uh, fire that ref. And I just go, hey, man, I'm pretty happy with this, like... I think it kind of worked out to everybody's benefit without even being a thing. So I hope that answers your questions about Rhonda. Do you have any miscellaneous ones about the actual event? How frequently does that one guy get to do his live performances before he goes on? Every show. And he didn't even really insult the city he's in. So when he's a heel, he's definitely insulting Ohio hard. I think at the last event he was at. And I'm like, oh, no, that's the one Kevin needs to see. So he could definitely be very, very well used. Um, and I, I'm not going to lie, Kev. 
sometimes you want a little razzle-dazzle before you get back to another match. Because, you know, when you go see a wrestling show, if you just keep seeing match after match after match, like I said, there is a really hot match that comes on before you that, like, gets the crowd going. And then you're the match that has to go on after that. It's like going on after, like, you know, Richard Pryor. You're like, I'm supposed to go on after that? Difficult. No, no, no. (laughs) Put some other comic on before me and him. Give me a good buffer comic. That's what the idea is. (laughs) Well... Uh, any other things that you feel like you should mention? The cast of SNL's Weekend Update uh, was there. What? Why? What? Did I miss them getting hurt by something? Because they were being tended to by what appeared to be a group of doctors that could also appear as extras in Criminal Minds. Well, that was Razor Ramon and Diesel, aka Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, members, founders of the NWO. And obviously, hold on, let me guess. They were hanging out with the performers of Weekend Update in Saturday Night Live because... Well, they needed to be put to work. They needed to earn their paychecks. I don't know. Kev, I was very not happy Why was SNL there? Not the other two? The other two kind of makes sense. No, I get you. I just wanted to make sure that information was brought out there. Guys... In theory, the merging of two of my greatest loves, professional wrestling and late night television, should make me happy. I will be very honest with you in saying, nope. (laughs) From the minute they said, I thought they were going to be listed as hosts because it was in New York. And I said, I'm not a fan of it, but okay, no problem. Then they said, hey, they're going to be in the battle royal itself. I said, no raf angry so yeah i got very very disappointed in that moment and guess what they were super disappointing there's not much more to say other than all right well that happened so good for them um i do want to bring up one other thing if you guys enjoy uh watching uh shane mcmahon he had an okay match with the miz that was fine i'll give you a few more information about some things one of which being kev we didn't even talk about Brock Lesnar. Was he in it? Yeah, he's at the very top of the main show. So here's what you should yeah, enjoy. I might have tuned in a little late. There was a Celtics game. I think they were playing the <laughs> Magic. And I was like, shit, did it start? Here's what you should know and why it's so epically amazing. Is that Brock Lesnar, if you're paying him tons of money, should be the guy who usually goes on last, right? That's, well, I mean, (laughs) He is one of the champions. He is a WWE champion. So, yeah, it makes sense to put him on. He's won the Universal Champion, so it would make sense to have him go last or maybe second or third to last, somewhere late in the program. However, he led off the main show. And the way they justified that was immaculate and it kind of goes back into our world kev paul Heyman, who is the best man on the mic which by the way if i die please have him give my eulogy he comes out and interrupts hulk hogan and says whoa 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 whoa. hold on hold on my client is furious 
that he's not going last. So as a result, he wants to go now because he wants to go somewhere where he can be ultimately appreciated. So let's get this match on the road and he can go to Las Vegas. And I said, oh, oh, that's good for everybody now. So, Kev, that was how they justified him getting on. He did a very quick match, lost to Seth Rollins, who's very fun. But in a way that was like, and he lost. Okay, and uh, get him on out of here. Okay, bye, Brock Lesnar. You can go fight Daniel Cormier if you want. Hey, that's fun. Well, I look forward to that, and I also look forward to Ronda Rousey's historic return to the UFC cage. Which is please no, no. So that will be my own bummer cross to carry. Raf, there were a few grappling events I want to get mm-hmm. to. I obviously don't normally watch the wrestlings. No, we'll say I was most struck by the acrobatics as my high. And the length, duration, and overall distance of the fights as my lows. Okay. But overall, good show to use a discount code on for your work. (laughs) Just throwing out and you have an extra one to be in the bag. It's a good one to (laughs) utilize for that. We're next going to talk about Kasai. All I want to say about that is, I guess Craig Jones sucks. Am I right? Got him. Yeah. Suck it, Craig Jones. Choked out by someone from Atos. That's that's no Gary Tonin performance. I'll tell you that, Ref. What am I leaving out? Because I can't believe you watched Um... all these fights. Yeah, no. This is should we review all the things I watched over the weekend? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Hit us with the inventory so people know what's left. Okay, I mentioned this earlier. At least I think I did. That I'm with it right now, but it's a miracle because here's what I ingested over the weekend: NXT Takeover, Flow Grappling presents Kasai, WWE Hall of Fame, Quintet Fight Night. And 27 hours of WrestleMania. Also, making all of your WWE BJJ videos. So, yeah, I think I've seen space and time through my eyes. However, uh, if we're talking about Kasai 5, Kev, uh, not bad. An improvement over the past Kasai's. Because let's put this very, very bluntly. Yes, there's always usually a tournament. But with Kasai... The thing that Kevin and I like about it is that they treat everybody professionally. They work very hard on their promotional packaging. When they put on the events, it feels like a spectacle. And yet, sometimes when they've done the tournaments in the past, uh, points, uh, you don't really get too many submissions. Uh, we, We root for them. So we hope that things go well. However, sometimes... Even the best laid plans don't always happen. So here's what I'll say. Um, Duarte won, I believe. And then you've also got uh, Tex Johnson, who looked amazing. And I got to tell you this. He definitely had a heel hook on Philippe Pena. And we hope Philippe has a very good recovery. And there was some belief that maybe he should have let go of the tap a little bit earlier. And that's hard to do in a professional setting because Philippe is the type of person who if you did let him out of that heel hook 
he would have 100% used that opportunity to go ahead and continue passing. So I'm torn on understanding the two. But I will say this. I've interviewed Tex in the past. And when I did, he very bluntly told me he will break his opponent. He's not really afraid to do that. I think Saturday was the first time you saw actual remorse with him saying, like, man, I can't believe this moment. Also, oh, my God. I'm so sorry, guys. I I hopefully is okay. Um, so that was that was a lot to see. But I would say this, Kev, this is what really made my stomach turn a little bit, which is Felipe Pena is such a great athlete and competitor. When he was turning out of a previous heel hook, it looked like he was turning the wrong way and instinctively. And it happens to everybody. But I said, oh, man, I hope he doesn't do that to somebody else. And later on in the night – when he did it with Tex, I go, that was the wrong, no. That's a bad person to do it to. Tex is a little, he's a big guy, not a small he's guy. Big guy who uses a lot of power. And as he was saying, now he's learning from Eddie Cummings and he feels that his leg lock game is even better than it already was, which was pretty good. That makes me nervous. So, it gives me the, yeah. the scares, as the kids would say. You know, we need to come up with, like, the version of Fat Man in a little coat. But, like, big guy with a heel hook that I feel should be the thing that we say in regards to Tex. Uh, we can work on it. with an inverted gosh. We'll work <laughs> on it. We yeah, we've we got to send it out to uh, our lawyers. But, yeah, okay, so that was good. Um, you know, Craig Jones... Okay, Knight, he's pretty pissed at himself. He doesn't have to be that pissed. He just took third, and he was pissed that he took third. He should. So, womp, Complete womp. garbage. I heard he's been too distracted by the ladies and the New York nightlife, Raph. There's a lot of talk out of the news radio, unnamed sources, saying he doesn't have the focus that he used to have. There are certain distractions in his personal life. Do you care to comment on anonymous sources? Absolutely. Uh, if by that you mean the DMs I have with him. So DMs stand for, I do not know something about direct manipulation. Look, we're not here to apologize for Craig Jones behavior or his fighting, but we will do both because wow, what a performance. No, it was actually kind of fun to watch him struggle with someone. Yeah. Uh, He got his back was taken by Duarte and Duarte then choked him. Slash jaw cranked him into submission because it kind of mm. requires a little bit of both when you're fighting at that level. At least I presume mm. not that I would know at all. Better days to come as always for Craig Jones, though. Damn fun fight to watch because that what I did catch. And I also Good. saw Craig Jones beating the boogeyman earlier in the day, which is a feather in the cap for a good day. Yeah, that's an impressive feat. Not an easy person to know. Absolutely. So, okay. So you have those things going on. Um, I'm trying to think what else was was prominent there. I mean, it was nice to see the big guys getting some love. Um, Dylan Dana showed his face there. People hate him. That's still happening. So that's good. Um, I mean, as a result, I, I like I said, that is I nice. Felt, it, you know, it just is a nice way of reminding us like things are normal. Things are fine. The world hates Dylan Dennis, so guys, we're gonna be okay. It's fine, and uh, you know, it's interesting, Kev, because it is the show that you and I both 
we hope good things for. And it was nice to see some slight improvements. It is still weird to see uh, penalties getting called in such crazy ways where you're just kind of like, what are the points and what are the penalties? Eh, whatever. Fuck it. Somebody please submit somebody. somebody and we did get a couple submissions. That was good to see. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's essentially all you need to know about Kasai. Um, there were some super fights. Uh, they were okay. Um, our good friend uh, Edwin Najmi had a good match. Uh, ended up on the losing side, but mm, no big deal. And uh, Hamalo, I believe, also lost his super fight. And what was an okay match as well. So all around, I mean, some of the pre-card stuff, go check out some of those matches. Um, those were fun. Somebody was asking me, they're like, is this all Nogi for Kasai? And I was saying, yes, the main event, it seems that they are preferring to do Nogi. But the undercard is whatever the fuck helps them sell out in that local arena. So sometimes it's gay and sometimes it's not. So I appreciate them giving a platform in the very least to some gay matches. Me also, though I did not see those. I don't think I'm going to watch one. <laughs> I'm trying to recall there. There was a few extra, I guess. So why does Felipe Pena? Cause there's a few extra questions I have remaining. Felipe Pena's in the position just doesn't tap. Did you kind of know from watching or was it fast? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so he was kind of screaming out and tapping. And I think some people were saying the text didn't respect that. And, you know, we have some people making the argument, how can the ref insert himself into that situation, especially so late? It's got to be a code between uh, fellow grapplers. And mm, yes, it's just hard because – that is the element of competition, especially at that high pro scene. It is a strange beast of what is your philosophy? Like, is it that if you don't take him out, is the responsibility fully on Philippe to tap? Because I don't think he tapped early enough. But when he did, he was screaming out. And I don't know. I don't know if Tex held on for too long uh, in a way that could have been resolved or solved. I just thought... I don't know, man. Philippe, and I, I made the point earlier, which is, but what if Philippe had gotten out? And that whole attack that you had that was super legit, you had to let go just because you didn't want to hurt a guy, but then you end up losing for it. So it's it's tougher than I think most people are making it out to be. I just know that I don't feel comfortable doing those things, and that's part of the reason why I just don't care to compete is because – Man, I don't want to break anybody. It's like I've been in enough places where I'm around expensive things and I get far too nervous when I'm at somebody's house that has too much nice shit. And I just go, nah, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit down right here. Fantastic. But ouch is my ouch is indeed ultimate. Yes. It's like, oh, that sounds nice, but fuck, that sounds uh, super painful. Yeah. Glad it's not me this time. There, I guess, in terms of, it sounds a little like a verbal tap. We're going to move past Kasai because, again, you heard what Ref watched. Quintet is back. Ladies yes. fight teams. How was this event? This is Fight Pass, I want to say? Yes, I, Fight I Pass loved microphone. it. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, that was oh, a new no. one. Right on the elbow, funny bone. I haven't normally done. Oh. Whew. 
<laughs> careful when you're moving. Like all of a sudden you move the mic stands. Like, oh, oh, I'm fine. I don't want to say that there's bad juju or vibes that you can ever have from any given thing, but it is suspect the amount of injuries you'll sustain now, including the podcast. Like I thought this was the one thing we could do where you don't get injured. Fuck me too. Damn, dude. All right. It's a, it's a dangerous world out there. Be safe kids. Um, yeah. Fight night. Quintet. Love it. I want to be Sakuraba's friend. I want to start there. Why? I'm, do I need a reason? No. If I have to get one, <laughs> sure. Don't. But if you need a team to join you, let me know. <laughs> Sakuraba is the perfect host. I don't necessarily always, well, ever really understand what he's saying, but I at least get an idea of where he's going because his language may not be mine, but his physical demeanor is universal. So when you get around to the part where he's just going up, shaking hands and being a great guy and everybody seems honored to get, you know, medals by him, shaking his hand, looking around. It's pretty magical, though, when Sakuraba makes an exhibition match on the spot uh, with one of, I guess, his students or somebody he trains with. And it's just kind of an extension of the persona that he has where he's holding taps for too long and. Then when he gives out the awards for the unnecessary Star Wars kind of celebrations they have at the end of these things, he essentially sings the winning team's national anthem in a punk rock-esque way himself. What more can you ask of somebody? I want Sakuraba to host the Oscars next year. I'm going to (laughs) start with that. I don't know that he's going to be better than no one we'll see Mm -hmm. but i think if he at least lands like two jokes and does something physical comedy wise with seth rogan he's good Mm -hmm. he's just him being like and now best original short form being like thank you sakuraba you nailed that also look at him do demonstrations between awards it's going to be great when i produce the oscars um, here's a notable thing, Kev. Uh, I keep, I, I want to call him El, or her Elvira. I feel like it's not the right way of doing it. She's the 10th planet, uh, female who is a badass. She went on a streak of submitting three people in a row in the first one. And then there was another team that was called team. Ah, oh God, what is it? Team. What is it? Crown jewels or. There was some name that they gave themselves that I was beside myself from. And then they walked out with stuffed animal teddy bears as their spirit animals. And I said, I can't, I can't hate these people. They're going against 10th planet and I want them to crush. So, uh, what is it? Yeah. I think they were team deep jewels. (laughs) I just, I was so into it and I loved it. Um, again, Kev, you don't need much more to know other than here's the selling point. If you haven't seen it, it's magic for this reason. Team grappling, always fun. The survivor series of grappling. It is epic. 10th planet eked out another win, but they did so in such a fun way where they were tested and everybody seemed a little exhausted for the, with the wear by the end of it. It just makes for compelling 
TV to watch. So I, I think they're pretty close to cracking their code uh, for at least the production side. The commentary is not great. It's not super good. Um, but on the other side, it's a fun event, Kev. So I, if you have not watched it, please go watch and, and support that because – I will tell you, there are some great grappling. There were some great arm bars. I think you would love the transition into just some of these arm bars. Grace Grundum is obviously still a monster, a beast, but there's there's oh, so much she's more. She's gonna get bigger and stronger too. She is, and <laughs> she was like, she was going oh, up against a, kid. a very tough black belt and almost twisted her within seconds to go. There was uh, one match where they went with her. And they just did the aerial view. Um, so like the upper camera. And it was like watching breakdance fighting. And it was amazing. Just I had such appreciation uh, for I think it was her second match uh, over there. So yeah, go watch it. Enjoy it. Tell me what you liked about it. All right. That's a verbal tap. Online challenge. You check out the BJJ, WWE, WWE BJJ. You check out... you. Quintet, you let us know. That's what we're looking for. I don't yeah. think that's too much to ask. Let's no. And this. you know what? Here's I'll do one last thing. I already said NXT TakeOver is the show to watch, and Kevin hasn't gotten to see that. But Kevin did get to see one of the major performers from NXT who did that 450 splash from the top rope that he was talking about with me off air. That man is called Ricochet, Kev. Ricochet! Yeah, because they said his name 55 times. Ricochet, and I, you know what? I'm going to give you guys a little hint right now because it's still yet to make its big debut. But by the time you, this is probably in your ears, you will be able to see the epic match between myself and Melton. But guess what? Just for you Verbal Tap listeners, I will tell you. My walkout theme song was Ricochet's. There you go. That's some uh, behind-the-scenes magic for you guys. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good, uh... It's a great theme song. This is just He like holds his hand in the sky, and there's just lasers that come all around him, and it sounds like an epic superhero. I liken it to this. Him and another gentleman by the name of Will Ospreay, they essentially have so many flips and stunts and tricks that it looks like you're watching a martial arts fight in a movie but live with no cuts. That's how good they are. It's almost too much. But then when you're watching it, it's just compelling to see live. So he's a performer that we've wanted to see in the WWE for a long, long time. He's crushed it in NXT and he got Kevin. This is what's really cool about NXT. You get called up. And when you get called up, everybody kind of knows it. So at the end of their match, everybody kind of like gives them a giant ovation and they have these tears in their eyes like, man, I'm making it to the big show. And I'll tell you this much. The real thing is sometimes you see the look on these guys and they're like, I don't want to go to the big show. I'm crying because I have to go to the big show. I don't want to go to Raw. I want to stay here with these 15,000 people who are screaming my name and who appreciate this. So because NXT is, again, it's more geared for less having to be the family friendly nonsense like when there's a dance off at the wwe people our age look at that and go the shit is this uh what about when there's a beat poetry off what that's different though 
that that's educational, Kevin. Uh, you know, when we talk about cuts to the arts, <laughs> we'll lose stuff like that. Oh, I would never be in favor of that. Damn, that was <laughs> There are well, any more events, I guess, I should before I start to roll us out of here? Um, we can talk about this. I found a limit this week, which is I finally found the area that makes me say, oh, good for Ben Askren. Okay. The area of which is this. We all agree. Ben Askren, good fighter, smidge boring. Now kind of overplaying it even to the point where he's insulting Dylan Dennis, which should be a slam dunk. And he's like, Dylan, did you not get enough love from your mother when you were growing up? That's how much attention you need. It's like, Ben, you're the same person. You need so much goddamn attention yourself. And it's only because people told you you're so boring that now you're overcompensating for it. Anyway, I digress. People love him. I'm not all that intrigued. But there was an interesting thing that got posted over the past few days, Kev, which is this. Ben Askren is actually going to take up – and this is as per Irohawani. So if it doesn't come true, go yell at him, not me. Jordan Burroughs. And they've agreed to wrestle at Beat the Streets, New York City, on May 6th at Madison Square Garden. Kev, that's that's about as huge as you can get right now in terms of wrestling. I could not be happier for that to be there. And uh, a lot of people have Jordan in it. And I mean, it's hard to discount Ben, but what? I want to see that. I want to know where that's going to air. I want to know how that's going to be seen. Um, I don't know if they're going to make that pay-per-view, if they're just going to put it on like ESPN or their flow wrestling. I don't know. I'm not privy to these sorts of things, but I got to tell you seeing Ben Askren in the area where he makes the most sense. That's kind of fun and fascinating. Unbelievable. It's one of those things that we would just uh, hypothetically say and hope that happens. <laughs> That's not a real thing yeah. we normally get. Well, good. Cause I'll just uh, already withdraw my excitement. I'm sure something will happen. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And also, I mean, like Cinco de Mayo, really? Um, some other news. Uh, Conor McGregor. No. You know, they this... say when one door closes, another one opens, Kev. Where is that court cases? I'm not sure. It's it's uh, doctorates, I believe, if we get to thugonomics. But I don't... Mm. Is he? He's well, Conor McGregor, by that math, is becoming an attorney. Yeah, He's back potentially in court. Yeah, so good news. They dropped the whole thing with the cell phone. That wasn't him smashing it. I'm sure. Um, I, I want to see that NDA. I definitely put. What did they offer? Do you think it was a lifetime of free UFC events or seven years of cell phone bills paid, or maybe inverted? I don't know. One of those two. Uh, the new one though is apparently police are investigating Conor McGregor over alleged bar fight, which I mean, Kev, can you blame him though? This dude is in need of a big W right now. So like get it where you can. Artem fought this weekend in bare knuckle boxing in a fight element that, uh, our good friend Milton Arguello basically told me, nah, I can't. He wasn't interested. Well, he was like, dude, I'm watching it, but it's too much for oh, me. The, yeah, no, okay. I'm sorry. I understand the implication because I felt the same way, and I think everyone did. 
the pictures look MMA gloves aren't big. They cause a lot of damage. I don't has anyone been clamoring for this? We're not getting far away from really serious damage here, right? Like isn't this closer mm. to death than maybe we were trying to get? I mean, what's death? Um I mean it's definitely more CTE. Uh, for everybody, it's like the Oprah of CTE. You get CTE. You get CTE. Everybody gets CTE. Um, other thing to note, though, uh, Leon Edwards, and I, I want to bring this up just because the absurdity of the way he phrased it made me LOL, which is, I'm fighting Masvidal on site. Might as well be in the cage. To which I say, I mean, don't you guys have to do media appearances and weigh-ins? They definitely just, have to, right? Just, uh, <laughs> hey, wrestling, do they have to weigh in? No, not really. Awesome. But one of these days when I produce one of those things, they will. Um, and then I think really just the last thing that I was kind of into, which was UFC looking to add Diego Sanchez versus Michael Chiasa. Ooh, I'd watch that match. Which I'm like, oh, yeah, that seems fun. I would, I would go see that. But other than that, that's pretty much your news wrap-up, everybody. I mean, it's been a uh, – you know, how could you have more news going on uh, when it's WWBJJ week? And I have to say, from a very, very grateful and sincere place, you have no idea how glad I was there was no UFC this weekend. Right. I For a second, I thought there. I thought that's – I did I too. I had like I said, a fever oh, dream where you messaged me, are you watching <laughs> the fights? And I was like, are you fucking joking? No. <laughs> I just, you know, the worst part is I purposely didn't look at the calendar this week because I just knew it was going to be terrible. So when it came time on Saturday, I go, all right, I'm watching the Hall of Fame. It's Kasayan. I'm pretty sure there's no UFC, right? Fuck, if there's UFC, I'm just not going to do it. Kev, you're in charge. <laughs> I'm just not. But I, I had a real moment where that was a legitimate concern to me. As I took a break, because you know what I do on my breaks? I was like cleaning my house. So I'm like washing dishes as a way to be like, cool, this will get my mind off things. I'm so tired. Stop working around. Take a break. <laughs> but the video, just keep rolling them out for three weeks. Let's we'll make it a month next year. No. That is going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. We have to get Raph back to editing. I just got a note from Verbal Tap Legal. This is not as funny <laughs> as I thought. They were like, hey. Shut up. <laughs> He's got to get back to shit. He's like, all right. Calm down, everybody. It was just a suggestion that he take a break. That'll do it for us. Well, do you have shout outs? Where we uh, I thought that was. I kind of felt. Yeah, pretty much. Jim, thank you, all Jims. We love you guys. Um, and, uh, and, and very much so, myself and Kevin, you guys surprise us every year. We easily cleared 100,000 views. I don't know what it is right now, but I know it's well above that in uh, views for WWBJJ Week, which makes me super stoked. And, um, you know, guys, I'm just saying this. Uh, it's always a surprise. It always feels nice when you guys do things and connect them back to us. Kevin and I were delighted the whole time we saw these videos. Um, clearly, we still have one with myself, Milton, in the main event. I think you guys will enjoy it because if you made it all the way this long, Kevin, into the podcast, should I should I drop one more little hint as we sign off? Absolutely. I'll just say this. If you guys were disappointed 
in the main event of WrestleMania and their use of a triple threat match, maybe we can remedy that for you this year in the main event for WWE BJJ. That's provided I finish editing it right now. Look out. You heard it. And I do want to give a shout out to newest Jubera black belt, Gavin. Hey, he and his brother are both just kind of beasts. Mm. The Hanson brothers, not to be too confused with those Hanson brothers. I'm sure they mm. heard that. These two still are as handsome, but do violence instead of the other. Gavin got black belt. Very helpful. <laughs> brown belt that submitted me many times is how I know him. So it's nice to see the black belt. That will do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. And the number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is.